This podcast is brought to you by our supporters at Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s to learn about how you can get over a dozen bonus episodes, including today's special bonus episode where we commented, did some commentary over top of some Nickelodeon classic shows, uh, as well as uh, more than a dozen movies like Die Hard and Top Gun and so many other wonderful things. Visit patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s to learn about all the bonus content you can get for $5 a month, as well as the custom RSS feed you can drop into your favorite podcast player, including Spotify. That's patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s. Welcome to a very special, actually on Christmas episode of Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Rapping Powers, and with me as always is my tag team partner, the Macho Mandrew, a man who would absolutely have shot his eye out. Andrew Lano. You might want to say we're rapping, like put a woo on it. <laughs> With W, yeah, W. Yeah. We're rapping. We're rapping. I am. I remain mystified that the waitress's Christmas wrapping with a W has not been made into a holiday film. Feels it, like a yeah, no-brainer. You're right. It does. It it cannot possibly cost that much to license the song. Like, I just, what are we even doing? Maybe here? they don't want to. Maybe like maybe someone's offered and they're like, that's kind of the the point of the song is that it's aggressively stupid. Like that people get too worked up about the holidays. But here's the thing. <laughs> I don't think any of the waitresses are in a position to be like, no, I don't want $10,000. I don't know. Maybe they have integrity. Like if somebody... It's like when they made made that stupid animated Grinch movie like five years ago, and it was like, Uh merchandising, merchandising. And I was like, oh, you mean literally the opposite of the message of the Grinch. (laughs) But like, look, if someone knocks on the door... Hey, excuse me. Uh, we just love your character, the Uber driver, who shows up to take people out of movies that they've been in, and just so they they're not in the movie anymore. We'd love to do a holiday special about the Uber driver and like him finding the Christmas spirit. We'd like to pay you ten thousand dollars. Is there any world well, in which different. we're not? Like, Our Uber absolutely. driver character is just a stupid character. We end up. So is the song Christmas wrapping. The, the song it's is about stu- the fact that people aren't trying, aren't enjoying the holidays, or just getting through it. I. I don't think that they created that song with like that much thought put into it. No, I they, think it was like a we need you, we need you to knock out a Christmas song for us for some contractual obligation. No, I, I actually I and just they, read they about it. I just read about it because now the song is in the rotation for the okay. month, and it was basically okay. they were like, oh, we want you to make a Christmas song for this sure. Christmas album, and they were like, we're touring, like we're busy, we don't have time. And they were like, we really want you to do it. And so they were like, basically, they were like, well, all of my friends now are, are they're not enjoying, no one's enjoying Christmas season. They're like, I got to put my head down and just get through it. Like, it's, it's yeah. a chore yeah. more than an enjoyment. Yeah. So the song is about yeah. how it's just a chore. Like, it's not, oh, how wonderful Christmas is. It, it's, I had a fucking miserable year. I want to be alone. So that's really interesting to me because I feel like the narrative in that song is not about misery. It's about the guy that they've been trying to get a date with all year long. Yeah, but they're they're so fed up with how like tiring it is. Like I just want to be alone I, this year. I, I yeah, all reasonable. I just like in listening to that song many times in the course of my life, I've always read it as someone who's just like 
It's been a long year. I've been busy. I'm glad to kick my feet up. I'm not going out for Christmas tonight. Not like, Ugh, fuck this Christmas spirit shit, which in the way you're saying it seems like the second. Thing I think it's me. supposed to be a little more the second thing. Maybe not as aggressively, but I feel like all the lyrics are about like the guy, you know, Christmas by myself this year. It's not like uh, it's not like miserable. It's like I've got the world's smallest turkey, but I forgot the cranberry sauce. You know, it's like I feel like it's a one, kind of like a, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a fuck the Christmas spirit song to me. It's not like uh, I think uh, it's the more kinks. the overall point is that it's not it's not. Oh, how lovely Christmas is like. That's not the point of the thing. No, I I don't want the movie to be that. Yeah, I want the movie the to be a couple. Be no, but the couple, it's like this couple. I hate to break it, it to together. you, but that's what the movie's gonna be when Hallmark or Lifetime or Peacock Original nah. or Netflix or Hulu gets their fucking claws into it. Nah, nah. Because Christmas is only gonna be like the last 14 minutes. It of can't the movie. be. When it's like. It's going, no, you hey, know what it's gonna no, be? See, look, the opening. Look, here's, telling, here's how the movie I'm ends. I'm telling you what's gonna happen. The opening credit montage movie, is going to be the first three minutes of the song, and then the rest of the movie is the last 30 seconds of the song. I, I feel like that's a poor use of source material because you get the whole movie in that it song. It is, but I'm telling you it's going to happen because it's not like you don't know how ends, awful corporate CEOs they're work. In, they're, in the, they're in the A&P line. They, they like, oh my God, it's him. And they laugh and they each have the can- cranberry sauce. And then they like check out and she ch- scans it and he's like, oh, actually these are together. And then he puts his up, and then he pays for the two cans of cranberry sauce. And, and then, then she goes, "Actually, I wanted he... to be alone. Thanks for paying for my cranberries. I'll see you. I'll see you. I'll <laughs> no, see you tomorrow." Hold bub. on, hold on. He says, "What time's your turkey done? I've got twenty minutes." And she says, "Let's get a drink." And they they walk arm in arm into the bar next door. I thought the turkey's. I thought her turkey was done, and then she realized there was no cranberries. Well, I'm taking some creative license and translating the yeah, song from and I'm saying stop, song stop to acting film. Like you don't know what the Zoslavs of the world are like, and what like. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I think there's a good movie in there. If they premiered like an a a Hallmark movie in December where the entire thing was not Christmas time, I feel like people will get very mad. Well, maybe maybe you have to put it on like a Netflix or a you know a, an Amazon Prime. They all make them now. They do. Every, yeah. like, this year we had yeah, Eddie Murphy had one. Melissa There's McCarthy been like had five one. this year. Like more, th- but more, more with like yeah. A B list stars than I've yep. noticed. Yep. Before it was like Lindsay Lohan's little vehicle or like the gay Netflix yeah. one, which had Jennifer Coolidge, and you're like, all right. You She's not an A-lister. I mean, the Lindsay Lohan one is a, is is Netflix doing do it, but it's Netflix doing a Hallmark yeah. movie. Yeah, the 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 Eddie Murphy, M- Melissa McCarthy ones are a little bit more real movie. Than They're more the like Hallmark Noel movies. than. Yes. Yeah. There's like an actual movie. The Disney Plus movie like Noel. A, yeah. I sh- I don't. I realize maybe that was not <laughs> as clean for everybody. <laughs> but there's like a conflict, and then people have to solve it. Usually, it's not like the Hallmark movies are just like a series of Ooh, events. There's conflict in those. Usually, kiss. it's a a big business. They they never get to the like rom-com moment that's like oh shit it's the end of act two now we hate each other and we have to get back together like it's, yeah, it's the, not always it's not always the, the couple has some it's it's usually right. an outside force on the couple yes but even the outside forces like don't it's not like the couple can't be together it's like oh the boss is calling and the articles due today not tomorrow also i you know whatever 
the Christmas parade is happening now. I don't want to. I don't want to stay inside. I have to go to the parade. Like, there's never um, there. The moments are so fleeting. It's not like I feel like in a rom com genre I've watched hundreds of. It's like normally the bad thing happens and there's like four scenes where they're sad and in the Hallmark version it's like 14 seconds and they're like oh nope gotta go to the parade what am I thinking oh I wish I could remember all the words of that ridiculous thing I sent you where it's like the mistletoe <laughs> yeah the, the mistletoe town tree lighting gingerbread contest ice skating competition gala but longer than that yeah yeah Anyway, uh, it is eight and a half minutes into this episode, and we haven't done the most important part, which is to say, we watched A Christmas Story celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, and you know what that means. In tonight's performance of Dissecting the 80s, the role of Doc Brown will be portrayed by Trip Leno. We gotta go back! We gotta go dissect the 80s! It's your... Christmas Marathon! Something's gotta be done about your Christmas Marathon! When the mega powers explode! I'm talking about the 8880s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott! Cream of the crop! Oh, 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 oh yeah! Mega powers, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Thank you, thank you. Oh, that's a bouquet of roses. Wow, wow. Bouquet of roses? What year do you think it is, buddy? That's what you give people after they do a performance. Yeah, in like 1940. Yeah, and? Look, you mean to tell me if it was feasible for you to give your favorite star of the Broadway a bouquet after they came out the stage door, you wouldn't do it? A A bouquet for someone I don't actually know is kind of weird. For, like, a famous person, well, like, me as a nobody getting a bouquet seems lovely. But, like, yeah, me handing Bernadette Peters a whole bouquet is, like... I think Bernadette Peters would be like, oh, thank you. She's giving it to her assistant. Like, she's, like, she's not going to her house. Depends on, depends on how nice the flowers are. If they're from Trader Joe's, probably. If it's a bouquet of lilies you paid a lot of money for, yeah, maybe I, I mean, do go to her house. My flowers come from, um... Oh, it's not farmers. What is... Oh, uh, Produce Junction, usually. Okay. Uh, or if there's a sale uh, at like Giant or something. Trader Joe's here. Used to be Aldi, they stopped Joe's carrying them near me. Oh. Well, our our my Aldi used to have very nice flowers and then they stopped. Uh, yeah, very briefly mine had some flowers, but then I'm like it's just this area is not a flower area. Yeah. Well, it's just like great impulse purchase for the for the partner if your partner likes flowers. Yeah. Like, yeah, 4 bucks, we love flowers bucks. in our yeah, house. Yeah, why not? Anyway, this is a movie that I feel like for a long time I said I didn't like, and I've softened a bit on that. I think it's just not my favorite my Christmas issue, movie. I agree with that. But my my thing with this is just like, you you can't get away from the damn thing. No. And it's like, you know, at least in our house. And so our our uh, our grandmother, she would love, she would watch, she loved this movie and she would watch. Because she stayed like, over multiple... Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. So yes. usually- but like about when the when our Christmas Eve family party was ending around like I don't know six seven, that's yeah. when she would turn it on and it wouldn't really come off until yes. you know, yeah. And then that was on again in the morning post presents being opened. Mm-hmm. And then usually it was like ah we got to switch over to the Disney parade. Yeah, uh, which uh, you know maybe future commentary, maybe the one I was in. 
I was thinking more of one from the 80s, but uh, either one. We could maybe maybe we'll cut in the clip of you into a a, vin- a vintage one. The vintage ones are way more fun. They're I think more, I've talked about they're this more before, like but... actual parades. They're not actually they're not well, called parades anymore. They're called like Christmas celebrations. But also, there's like pure chaos in them. Like there's very little oversight and planning. If, if you're interested in this kind of weird nonsense, uh, we did a really fun commentary on the Golden Girls Disney World special which has a lot of this energy, but the parades, it's often Regis like running around with a camera being like, Hey, I'm here with the Williams family from, uh, from, uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Hey, Williams family. How's your Christmas? He's, been? he's doing the Roker like, in the Macy's parade basically. Yes, but it doesn't appear that the people he's interviewing knew that Regis was coming over. Yeah. 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 Like when, when, when Al goes over to someone in the Macy's parade, there's been a producer that talked to them. Then a second producer They've talked to them. The then a third then a third producer Googled their name to make sure one of them didn't have like child pornography charges, like a whole bunch of vetting is done. And this was just like, here's five awestruck Iowans who are standing next to the parade. Hey, hey, here's a camera. Tell me about yourself. Like I said, they're also not parades filming. anymore. They're called celebrations because right. like right. legally, it's one of those like legally they can't call them parades anymore because it's like they film, I don't know, five minutes of like four floats. And then all the rest yeah. of it is just celebrities performing, which is fun. It's fun to see performances, but they're not right, great. Right. There was a lot of musical stuff back in the day, too. It just has a fun chaos energy. Anyone you find with Regis is a good watch. But anyway, so this movie was on all the time. And it's one of those, you know, I, I have become someone who I, I you ebb and flow in your as, as a movie person. I had a lot of rewatch I was a hardcore rewatcher and then I became like not a rewatcher for like a 10 or 12 or 15 year period. And now I'm like easing back into being more of a rewatcher, but sort of like splitting the difference okay. in that there's very few things I have that are annual watches that are like a purposeful annual watch. Trick or My treat wife really likes watching Halloween. I tend to watch, I watch trick or treat on Halloween every year and Halloween. I will watch a couple days before up to, or on Halloween. So we have made a tradition to watch Halloween after the trick-or-treaters come through. We didn't do that this year because we did our uh, bonus episode. Uh, Visit Patreon for that as well. But as I was watching it this year, I was like, I could probably take a few years off of this bad boy. Like, my wife likes to watch it. It's a great movie. I love it. But I was just like, eh, if I took three years off, it would probably be for the better for me with this movie, which is a movie I love very much. Um, And so... Christmas is a time where most of the time people are just rewatching stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like that's like a pretty, like one of the more common times is like everyone you've got in your family out there in listener land. Well, it's because some, Christmas movies is, are a genre and Halloween yes. movie isn't really a genre, but horror movies right, scary are movie. yeah, sort of associated yeah. with. Whereas like, I that's why I like to watch hollow, like a Halloween movie to me is like, it can be scary. It doesn't have to be, but like, yeah, Hocus Pocus is a Halloween. It takes movie. place on or around Halloween. Yeah, like it yeah, has yeah, to yeah, like Halloween, the holiday, the day, the date has yes. to feature prominently yeah. and be a key factor. Yeah, this is sort of like the you know every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle exactly. is a square thing. Uh, you can watch yeah. any scary movie at Halloween, and it's a fun time to be scared. But like, sure, it, sure, sure. Like Hocus Pocus, Halloween, Trick or Treat, these are all Halloween yeah. movies. But like Christmas movie is like a yeah. very specific genre, and like. They're all paper thin. Like, let's not, let's call sure. them, like, every single, and I'm not, like, yeah. this includes my favorites. They're all paper thin because it's, it's, it's Gossamer, as I said on Seinfeld, and, and one doesn't dissect Gossamer. It's just a pretty thing to look at for a little while and have fun and, and sit warmth by the fire. 
I actually, w- w- I, I would disagree with you slightly on, on this movie anyway, in that, like, I think what makes this movie interesting, the more, the older you get as you watch it, is how it's a lot more warts and all of the holiday season than most of this stuff. And I feel like yeah. a lot of things that purport to be the warts and all stuff go too far the other way, where it's, like, kind of a sad bastard thing. Uh, last year, we watched, we've been, the last couple of years... My wife had not watched a ton of Christmas movies. Like she had seen some and like had her roster, but she's like, I feel like there's a lot of these I haven't watched. Do you want to like check some off? And I was like, this is like my least favorite genre movie, but sure. And I like came up with a big list and we kind of have worked our way through it. And like the whole list last year, or it's like a list for every year to come back to and pluck a few. I just made a huge list of Christmas movies and it was like, we'll just cross ones off and, and whatever. She, uh, she made it 15 minutes into this one and was like, I don't want to watch this. Hmm. And I was like, that that checks. Like, I didn't think you would, but, um, but we watched what the hell is the one with, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, the family stone. uh, Luke Wilson. Yes. Watched that last year. And like, I remember liking that movie. And when I watched it last year, I fucking hated it. I was like, this sucks. Everybody's an asshole. Like all these people are mean. And it's like the whole idea is the same, like warts and they're mean to Sarah Jessica Parker, who is also kind of mean. Yes. No, everyone in the movie is an asshole, except for the 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 uh, the pothead brother (laughs) (laughs) who's just like floating around. No, the pothead brother. Well, the gay brothers aren't too mean, I guess. I don't think the the gay brothers are barely in the movie. Honestly, they're there the, so that they could the, pat themselves in the. Well, I guess back. it's not the gay. Sorry, it's not the gay. Yeah. Also, the, I don't want to. We need to talk about. Look, well, it's a fun holiday episode. Let it's it fine. let it be what it is. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Uh, I also really it bothers me in that movie that they were like, it just feels very cynical to me. They're like, what if the gay people were also? What the gay brother was also deaf. Like it just feels like a very much like a the like a two for yeah they're, they're breaking thing. their arm anyway. patting themselves in the back that they included gay yeah, people in yeah. the movie. Also, I shouldn't have said gay brothers. It's a gay brother, no. and he is the in gay a couple that includes a brother. The gay couple, right? But I said gay brothers. Oh, I think I said it brothers, too. I, th- I think I said it first. It's fine. Yeah, you might have said singular brother, whatever it is. Anyway, he is fine. He is not mean because he's barely in the film. Uh, but it's just like everybody's a jerk and like. I also think Sarah Jessica Parker character is a jerk, but like she's clearly trying and everyone is just everyone. It's very clear. People have decided to be like, well, fuck you, bitch. When she before she shows up and then she shows up and it's like, oh, hey, this sucks. I don't want to be here. But that movie's insane because the whole idea of a Kim pair Cattrall of siblings emailed them all before she like, got there. Yeah, exactly. Like, let me tell you something about this bitch. And then this, this, they also got a letter from a young boy who was like, once I got sent to space because of the recklessness <laughs> of this person's behavior. <laughs> it's uh, a cold and flu season here on dissecting the eighties. Um, <laughs> I thought that one would get you. It did. Um, yeah. Yeah. But th- so I, to get back somewhat on track, uh, this movie definitely does the like, you know, there's like for as an adult, as a parent, Christmas is like very different. It's stressful. And I feel like this movie brings a lot of that to the table in really nice ways that are are like nice filmmaking moments and nice, uh, nice little moments between the characters and stuff in, in ways that I think are like very appreciable. But if you watch this movie eight times a year, you don't like appreciate yeah. the nuance Damn. the same way. So like that's why the, the, with the uh, merit, like sitting down and watching the same movie over and over again is kind of wild. Like, yeah. Like, watching it a couple times a year, whatever. But 
like in succession yes. like that, like just mm-hmm. now that I'm an adult, that's not something I would do as a child. I get it. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I really think the reason they do that is it, it started as, as a gimmick of they played this movie a whole bunch. And then it, I think someone probably was like, what if we just played it 12 times in a row? Mm-hmm. And then that became the marketing for it. I don't think most people are watching the movie on a loop. I think people are like, Oh, I'll watch 10 minutes of this and then go, you know, do something else and come back. And it's, or it's you like know, different 10 minutes on at a party with the volume low situation. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say this. I will also say about if you're in, if, yeah, you, if you have a party and you want a little something on the TV background, go to YouTube, pull up vintage Christmas commercials because it's wild <laughs> and stupid. And also like people yeah. might be like, oh, I recognize that brand. Look at this stupid. Look at this weird old commercial for for Cheez-Its yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 Um. The other thing about this movie, and we've mentioned this a few times lately, but I think this movie is definitely one of them. It is, I don't know that it was done intentionally, although it certainly could have been. If it was, if this movie came out now, I would be like, or sorry, if this movie came out in 2005, I would have been like, oh, this is so on purpose. This movie is so segmenty and mm-hmm. so perfect for cable yes. because it's, it's very much like a vignette that happens and then transition to the next scene and then it's sort of like its own independent vignette and then transition to the next scene and there's even a moment um right after i want to say i think it's the first time they they uh com- they come across scott scott farkas uh they it like they get away from him and then he's coming home and the line that gene shepherd is like things move fast in kid kingdom and it's like him coming home looking in the mailbox for the uh decoder, the decoder ring yeah, which I don't, I don't, I think it's the first time when it's not there yet, but it's just like <laughs> the movie even being like, eh, we're onto a new thing. Forget that. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. What was, do you, do you remember any of your like Red Rider BB gun Christmas wish toys? Uh, like the, the, the big, like your big tick, like this is the thing I want. Uh, the G.I. Joe headquarters. Did we have that one? I knew we had the one that reacted with the TV that wasn't G.I. Joe. So that was, that was a different thing that was much later. The headquarters was the thing that folded up and then could fold out. Like a briefcase or like. No, no, no. It just, it was like a, uh, it's, it's not at all like a briefcase. It was like a pretty large play set. It was probably two feet high and probably when you unfolded the wings, like three was or it, three feet wide or so. Was it like a, like a plane or like a. No, it was a, it was like a compound. Mm. And it folded up so you could put it away better. I don't remember this toy like, at all. It had like a jail. It had like a little platform elevator. It was kind of like the Ghostbusters firehouse. Like, do you remember that? We didn't have that. I, but yeah, do you remember that, that? I remember that existed. So it was like it was like a dollhouse. This thing, mm-hmm. except that like it when it was folded up, it was like a square. I'll have to look for and this in one of the, our videos. And then the things flipped down. These side things flipped down, and they were like the kind of side parts to the base. And uh, it had like it had a it had a jail and it had like a little pit that you could put the bad guys in and had like all these stations with missile launchers and stuff. That was definitely a huge huge Christmas one for you. A uh, big one I really remember is the uh, the smoking grill. So you were I don't remember. Five years old. I don't remember if I asked for that toy. Oh, dude! But you I were remember. Like, I remember my you, reaction to the toy. You were so wanting this thing it was it was really? an object of desire I, so like oh, yeah. i, I have no memory of like begging for the toy itself but i remember the video on yeah. christmas of my reaction to it the smoking yeah reel. that that, rea- that that reaction was because you were like the thing that i wanted is here oh my god oh my god okay yeah it, it was a it was a yeah. fisher price or little tykes or 
something like that. Like a kid, like uh-huh. a like a kid kitchen, but it was a grill. Yeah, it was a big smoked. blue grill, and you could put like little plastic meats on it, and there you put. I'm yeah. assuming like a smoke, a fog machine liquid in there. I don't know. I. I, I remember it being a small vial, and I remember it being in such limited quantity that it was like, you can't use this every time you play with it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it that had a, like a twisty knob. It was real kind of made this, But it also kind of made the sound of, of sizzling and popping. Like, kind of. Yeah, it wasn't. So I remember that being like a, you know, you would, you know, twist the thing. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Yeah, there are there are many there there are many others, um, you know, kid kid presents that I that I have fun memories for. But the one the 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 that was one that I feel like was like a oh man yes, hmm. yeah. I like don't remember a whole lot of the ones I I remember I wanted the Teen Titans Tower, which I uh-huh. think I thought was gonna be like your GI Joe thing, but then I got it uh-huh. and like it wasn't that. Uh huh. Oh, really? it yeah. You got dude. Yeah, so like you could put the little. It was like for I don't know the four inch action, six inch, whatever the like yeah, GI yeah. Joe ish size action figure, three and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. So and I was like, oh, it's a tower. It's the Titans Tower. It's a big T. You can I'll be able to like play with a minute. No, it was a T. You could put them in the base and take an elevator to the top of it, and they would be on the just the uh-huh. top of the T. But you couldn't put them inside it and do shit. So it was just like a. A T with an with elevator, an elevator and then I think shaft. it could launch like like uh, vehicles off the the sides of the T. Ah, uh, that's a bad. Toy. It, I was like, I remember wanting it so bad, bad, and then I got toy. it, being like, oh, I don't remember this toy. Yeah, it was. I mean, Teen Titans probably would have been like. This feels like last gasp of toys. yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like a sixth, seventh okay. grade situation. I think. Okay. Okay. This feels like uh, you get it and you're like, oh, shit, am I too old for this? <laughs> I don't think it was, I was too old for this. I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And then okay. I was probably like, oh, wait a minute. This is, is this what, is this what growing up is? Uh, another one I remember for you is the motorcycle bike. Oh, yeah, my motorcycle bike. Was when you were like super jazzed about and then like the unveiling was really cool. Um, I don't remember the unveiling. Like it was in the garage, wrapped in a trash bag, probably because it was so big. I have, I have to look up this video. I have to watch the video now. I don't. I don't have. I don't have that. This is not a video. This is off my noodle. I know, but if it was a Christmas present, <laughs> it was just, on video. Yeah, I thought it was a Christmas present. Maybe, Maybe it, was. it was a birthday. Maybe it was a birthday gift. Yeah, I just remember it being a gift to you. I mean, frankly, it's possible GI Joe was a birthday, not a not a That's Christmas. True. But uh, I remember it being. Uh, a gift. I, I feel like I got a bike once or twice for Christmas that was really exciting. That makes sense. That that was like a big. I remember getting that weird mountain bike I had where like the frame had a big shock absorber in it. Oh yeah. What were we doing yeah. with that? A lot of high hopes know. for you. I think <laughs> it, we always had mountain bikes, which in hindsight is stupid. Like it would have been much better to have a more road like bike. But also for whatever reason, I've run into this as an adult. It's like. You can't buy a cheap ass road bike. You can only buy a cheap ass mountain bike or a beach cruiser. Yeah, I wonder why so, that is. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I uh, in watching this movie, I wanted to talk about this. So I have a, a Roku TV, so it's got the Roku apps built into it. And there was an ad on there for this streaming service called Christmas Plus. I've heard of this. Like free. It's supposed to have okay. all the Christmas classics, and it has two Christmas classics and a bunch of Hallmark movies. Well, it has this movie, which is insane because like this movie is 
on under license to the Warner Corporation, so it's on Max and TBS and the yeah. like. So there's no way they carved out an exemption for this. And it's like a very low quality version of it that's on there. But also it has a shitload of ads. So I ended up not watching it on there and getting frustrated. But the first ad that happened was a pop up over the film, like not a pause. And here's an ad. It was like this ad is like over screened over top of it for a spice mix called Fuego Rita. And it's functionally like powder for the rim of your margarita. It's like, I that's what this one was for. Yes, but their line it's basically hot sauces as powder. Oh, like a tahini. So it's like seasoning, but it's like seasoning blends that are very, but they're all very spicy. But yeah, this one was for putting on the edge of your margarita. But I was just like, how is this? Yeah, who is the target? The ad you here? wanted, but yeah, on a Christmas movie, it's like. Nobody in this movie has seen a hot pepper. Are you kidding me? These people would be like, oh, this this is so spicy. Like, oh, sir, I put one twist of black pepper on your Caesar salad. No, well, it's, it's an edible wheat now. Bread, wheat bread. I don't need spicy food. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have a lot of things to say about the food in this movie. My God. Some. The, um, the, I will say the turkey looked good. It is a great looking turkey. I have not uh, much nice else. things to say about the turkey. Not much nice to about say the gruel, other than the turkey. The, the, the grog and the slop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sore window displays are pretty great here in the opening. Mm-hmm. A lot of care uh, put into this movie. Um, and it's so it's 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 set in 1940, but it came out in 83. Yes. And we've this is why we kind yes. of avoided the movie because period pieces are just kind of a, a weird spot. Yeah. Right, and it's also, like, not really talking about the 80s and stuff, but this, you know, I, I, Christmas is always a hard time to program on the show. People are, I'm sure there are people screaming, like, fucking Scrooge came out in 83, you assholes. I was like, Andrew doesn't like Bill Murray. I don't I don't. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I like, don't. Andrew, I, I have tried so many avenues to be like, hey, how about this Bill Murray? And he just doesn't like Every Bill Murray. Every flavor so of Bill It's like cilantro. <laughs> yeah, you just there has not been a Bill Murray that you put even one. Well, you know what? I will, Zombieland. Which is a bummer for me. It's, Zombieland has the perfect amount of Bill Murray for me. About five minutes. <laughs> uh, so we'll get to Scrooge one day. Uh, but this is directed by Bob Clark, a guy who directed two completely different Christmas classics: this and the original Black Christmas from seventy. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and he unicorn. has a cameo in the movie. Yes, yes. Um, he has a cameo in the movie where uh, he plays the neighbor who's, like, watching him on the street. Oh, he's the, the one lamp. who says, what That's is Bob that? Clark. That guy? Yes, yeah, yep. Uh, he'd also, he also looks quite a bit like Peter Billingsley, who plays Ralphie, but as an adult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, like, kind of amused by that. But um, the uh, the opening bit here I really enjoy. He's got his ad for the Red Rider BB gun, and he takes Mom's magazine, and he very carefully, like, tucks it in it's and lines so up the It's so silly edges. to me, the idea of subliminally telling your parents what you want for Christmas. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think it's like a he's he's working on on like a uh, psyop campaign where it's like I'm telling her I want this, but then I got to have it like tucked in here. Gotcha. He sees that this woman is doing all of the work to run this household. That she needs maybe a little bit of help. Yeah, you know what also helps a list, a handwritten list, a, very helpful, or yes. a magazine filled with stickers. If it was the nineties or the early aughts, yes. like I used to sure. do with the yeah. Toys R Us one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a marker, a sharpie, little check boxes. Yeah, but it was it was nice when they started giving the stickers. It was fun. It felt like an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the um, Amazon sent one. Oh, like, yeah. we didn't re- get like that purely for some reason. Just, 
I don't think it was this year. I think it was two years ago that we got that, but um, they they sent one out, and I flipped through it, and it was like, oh, my, this is a nice thing that I remember doing and, and doing very much. Um, I think the parents in this are really great. They're wildly far apart in age, the actors. Uh, she's 17 years younger than he is, is really? which is not like... Yeah, so they really like frazzle her up, and then I was just thinking, know, clean him up. She, no, all, no offense intended to her, but she definitely doesn't look that much younger than him. Like it, I would right. say it was like it looks like a seven to ten year age difference. Yeah, which is funny because in Slapshot, which I'm like ninety percent sure is 1975, she kind of plays like a babe, and that's only really? you know, eight years previous. And then eight years yeah. after this, she was in a or no, eight years. 10-ish, 10 to 12 years after this, she was in uh, Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, oh, okay. as someone in town. She, in Slapshot, plays a player's wife who gets very lonely when he's on his road trips and ends up sleeping with another player's wife. The, the, oh. two, the two women get together. And also, she's cheating with Paul Newman, okay. who plays for an opposing team, and she tells him this story, and it leads to a very famous uh, scene in the movie, which is, of course, deeply problematic in 2023, where he goes behind the net to this this woman's husband and he starts taunting him about oh, the activities his wife has participated in when he's on the road. And it makes the goalie so mad he skates out of the net and tries to decapitate Paul Newman. All right. So uh, inappropriate, but funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're uh, if you're a fan of, uh, of uh, Melinda Dillon, that's uh, where you can see more of her, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. Uh, I love the like she's barely paying attention to the sports. Like th- this is like a recurring theme of like, oh, so I see the Bears are playing uh, Chicago this Sunday, eh? Or or whatever, and or like the husband's grumbling about something, and she's doing that thing which is like a supportive partner thing where it's like, she doesn't give a shit about this thing, but she knows that her partner wants to be heard. So she's just saying exactly enough to let them get their thing uh-huh. out without having to you know, be, you know, it's like, look, I'm providing a service to you here or providing enough distract, just enough distraction. Yeah. It's very kind. It's just disconnected a little yeah. bit. Um, and I love the, the dad is doing this, this, uh, this puzzle and it's for money. <laughs> he's, it is for money, but he's he's asking um, the the New York Times giant crossword has a cash prize at the end uh, uh, every year. Oh, as I well. didn't know that. There's like a cryptic clue hidden in it, and if you get that and email it in, they choose one of those people at random. Oh, cool. I think it's like a thousand bucks they give you. Wow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But he's looking for the name of the Lone Ranger's nephew's horse, and this is, I think, the best joke in the movie, where she's like. Oh, what's the theme of the puzzle? And he says, great characters in American fiction. And then she starts to be like, the Lone Ranger's nephew's horse is in a puzzle about the great characters in American fiction. Really good stuff. Also great stuff. Um, Impressive to be able to get the role of narrating your own book as it's turned into a movie. Yeah. It's not just the audiobook narration, but also doing it here. Yeah, the ultimate, the ultimate uh, ruse. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, Gene Shepard, who uh, Disney nerds also recognize from the Carousel of Progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he, I I tried to Google this. I swear the voice that yells at Ralphie when he gets in line for it Santa is. is Gene Shepard. Well, it's okay. physically him. I could, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, he, so he shows up in uh, person I said voice, that, the guy. Mostly yeah. is. I That was not listed on IMDb or anything I was looking at. No, so it's also, I it's on was, Wikipedia. It's. 
I didn't. I had not gotten there. I figured you might have. So yeah, and he's um, also so father. We got in the Carousel of Progress. Yes, John, that's right, dear. Yes. Uh, so we get our first many uh, fantasy sequences for Ralphie. I think the uh, the um, Melinda Dillon and uh, Darren McGavin is the man who plays the father. Um, the two of them are really good in these these uh, fantasy sequences. I think it's, it's like an interesting thing they get to do in there. Camp. It's like yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah, Ralphie's so in sequins and fringe. Like I'm a little yeah, he's got a real these, Roy Rogers. These aren't in black. They didn't go black and white for the vignettes. Yeah, yeah. It feels like they may they may have thought about it because of the way that the uh, robbers are in like the black and white stripes and stuff. And they've got the like they already have that like I don't know what's the vignetted haze like in the yes, yes. in the murder she wrote title sequence. Yes, yes. Also, it was very funny to me. Another thing I noticed on this watch: if you had asked me. If there was anybody in this movie who wasn't white, I would have laughed. Honestly, at same. I had the same exact reaction. And in the beginning, when we go to the parade at Christmas time, the down, like I assume it's like roughly Black. Uh, it's probably a little later than Black Friday. But the chorus has a has a um, uh, quite a diverse uh, cast of people, and then the, like two or three of these bad guys are are black, and I was just like. Huh, oh. if you like gun to my head, I'd have been like, oh, surely that's a movie that's all white people. Yeah, I truly I saw I saw uh, the, the black robber and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, also, really great stunt where the performer leaps over the fence onto the horse and sort of one fell. Yeah, that's good. Very cool looking. And then at the end, all the robbers are have their eyes closed with like big black X's drawn on their eyes. <laughs> it, I thought it was pieces of licorice in there, honestly. <laughs> I wish. Uh, and then uh, we get the part, which is me. I see myself in this movie in a couple of places. One of them is getting so angry at the inanimate object you're uh-huh, working on uh-huh. uh, that you're just doing like a. I uh, a tapestry did... of obscenities. <laughs> yes, that's a great bit of writing there. Uh, I was <laughs> recently uh, doing something to repair a toilet that had a slow leak inside it, and I was trying to tighten the the water source back to the toilet and I could not get the damn thing t- to tighten all the way. Mm-hmm. And then I kept turning on and it would spray me. And I was just like, mother. And my wife was like, is everything okay? And I'm like, I just can't get this to turn. She's like, why? I was like, cause my finger hurts and I, I just can't turn it. And so I ended up getting a, a towel and solving the problem. But in the meantime, I just swore a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. A lot of loud swearing. Yeah. Uh, we were bundling up for school. God I always Gore-Tex. find this really silly. <laughs> but also, like, you don't need to put on the snow suit to go to school. The snowsuit is to play in the snow and frolic but Randy about. is also a, a thin, tiny little thing. Like me, when I was a, when I was a wee thing. I'm, I'm saying you got your coat and you, you send them out with the coat and just their pants and they, they suck it up and they, you know, they deal with it. Yeah, but I, again, I think when, you, when your child is that wayfish. Hey, you, you got to toughen up, kid. The world's We hard. weren't all beefy kids. Get out there. No, that's what I'm saying. The world's hard. I had, the fuck up. Bu- I had to buy a wetsuit. They had to buy me a wetsuit and a rash guard because <laughs> I was too tiny at the beach. All I'm saying is it could have toughened you up a little bit, sent you out there in your pants. I look like a little drowned rat. 
Um, also, I love. So we got the we got Ralphie, who, by the way, is our real shitty friend. Yeah, we'll, we'll I mean, get they're to all this kind of shitty go. friends to each other. So it's yes, but he is pretty bad. Um, so we got Ralphie. Then we got his best friend, seemingly Flick, and who, Schwartz uh, lives next door. And then Schwartz, who seems to have been like alongside the the bully's sidekick, been just like transported via star trek transporter from brooklyn in 1944 because this kid's like oh my old man said you don't gotta do this and i'm just like who is this kid and why is he talking like this we're in like the middle of america in chicago we're in like small town america and this kid comes up here like Oh, I gotta dodge out of the way of some of these streetcars well, or something. May, honestly, this dame came up to, to my house the summer and it became his personality. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I had never seen a dame like this one in my whole life. Yeah, he's Joe Pesci's kid. He is. He is. Also, I was before I, a lot of the house scenes read like stage, like a stage play. So true. Yes. The the other ones not so much, but like. It's so funny how, like, someone goes off stage and they're in the basement, but you can hear them clang, clang, clanging, yes. and then a puff of black <laughs> yes. smoke comes out. Like, it just feels yes. so stage show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a really good observation. I love the bit with the teeth. I feel like this is a bit that this teacher found A harmless found prank hilarious. and a good-natured teacher. Yep. Yeah. She is, like, kind of smirking at the front of the class, and you can tell, like, later she was, like, in the teacher's lounge with her cu- mug of coffee and was just like... You won't believe what they did today. And no, she like, put them oh, in. Oh, what? I think I think she rinsed it. Oh, I think she rinsed oh, it, and sure. she did it for the other teachers. Yeah, she's like every single kid. They all did it, and then they all have like a good belly laugh about mm-hmm. this. It's like he can't even be mad about this. It's like it's not a disruption. Nobody got hurt. It's all fine. Exactly. I mean, technically, it's a disruption because they all had to file up, put them in. But still. she she could have just said everybody put them in your pockets and we'll begin. You know what I mean? She she her she like chose put them to do in the, the drawer. Yeah, took took much more time. Um, so the, the other funny thing with this movie is, I feel like there's like three or four scenes everybody remembers. Everybody remembers the lamp. Everybody remembers the the tongue on the pole. Everybody remembers Santa Claus being a dick, mm-hmm. and everybody remembers him shooting his eye out. Yeah, I feel like are the four things. Oh, no, no, no. I would say bunny suit more than him actually shooting his eye out. Sh- okay, that's fine. But like, you know, some some pretty big moments. So many of them are backloaded. Like, I couldn't believe I'm like, I'm checking the runtime and I'm like, wait, we still, we're still just visiting Santa Claus. There's only 30, 30 minutes left of this movie. Like we're yeah. just getting to Santa now. And Paul is so early. Paul's like 10 minutes in. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, less than, less than 20 for sure. Uh, we, it sets this up with the kids having clearly been talking about this for a while. That the yeah, one, pre- the, my old era. man said he saw yeah, my old man said he saw a guy get his tongue stuck to the train tracks. Then a subway came, ran over his head. Boom, popped it like a watermelon. <sighs> like this, this kid, I, I could not get over this weird Brooklyn Joe Pesci, kid in this movie. Mini Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pe- yeah, Mini Pesci. Um, but anyway, uh, so Did we set up that we're going to do this. No, I, I knew this was real when I saw it because I have had my tongue, I had had my tongue get stuck to an ice cube and I freaked out about it. I yeah, ice cube yeah, but I did it once in our with our old freezer. Whoa. Not like it wasn't like it was not like this, but yeah. I was like very curious. So I because uh. we had it was like um like a '90s freezer, so it had like the big the wide metal like clearly metal things on the door to hold hold stuff in. Yeah. 
and yeah. I like opened it and I like no one was around and I like <laughs> no got shit. up on tippy toe <laughs> and I like stuck my tongue to the thing and it stuck. <laughs> it, it wasn't obviously wasn't strong. It was strong enough that I could yeah. pull myself away because it's not yeah. super ice cold like that because it had been I opened the yeah. door. But yeah, I, I remember doing that and being like, ooh. <laughs> I, I remember the first time a, a nice cube stuck to my tongue like this and it freaked me out. And uh, I like when I saw this in the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that is exactly how that would go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have ADHD or ADD, but yeah. no, I think they all say ADHD now. But and uh, sometimes impulse control is harder for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I also I believe suffer from a similar affliction. I understand impulse control issues. Uh, but yeah, Ralphie here is such a weasel. He's like, the bell rang. Sorry, got to go in. It's like, hey, bud, you could be like, hey, Flick's tongue is stuck to the pole. He needs help. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to rat yourself out because he very correctly here in a minute, like the teacher's trying to get them to confess. And he and uh, Schwartz are like, yeah, we ain't falling for this shit, which is like the right move. Objectively, also, there are no recess monitors in, in this day. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 1940. But I'm not saying like we're lucky. We're lucky that as they filed out of the classroom, the teacher wasn't handing them cigarettes. Fair, okay. <laughs> Just a real cigarette. While you go outside, kids, make sure you get your lungs nice and opened up. Here, have a cigarette. Have a chest. But like, usually, I feel like it was always like, oh, I have recess duty. We're lucky. We're lucky it wasn't Chesterfield High School. Elementary. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Chesterfield Elementary School. Yeah, their mascot is doctors the, choose Chesterfield. Their, their mascot is is the uh, the smoking cigarette. <laughs> yes, he 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 is a cigarette who smokes other smaller. Oh cigarettes. no, I just meant he was he was smoking. No, both, both, both. It's but both. don't worry, it's a live fire in the hat. But the whole suit's made of asbestos, so he'll be fine. <laughs> One of his like big tricks is he lights ten cigarettes in his mouth at the same time and does like a big uh, oh like of smoke <laughs> like fucking Austin Powers. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Also, I always thought that the kid that Flick was too good at screaming and crying because it feels yes. just real enough. It's very real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I love that they're like, much like the cigarettes. It's like, hey, we got the kid's tongue stuck off the pole. Should we take him to the hospital? Nah. Put that piece of the pole over it and send it back into the classroom. He'll Wrap be up fine. his tongue for some reason. Yes. Well, when he when he's first walking to his seat, it looks like he has the fake teeth in his mouth. Like he has this huge spiky thing. And then when they cut away and cut back to him, he has like like the like head, the head wound say, wrap, but on his tongue. tongue. Yeah, yeah, but around his tongue. And after school, he still has it on his tongue. And he's like, "No, I'm fine. It's not a big deal at he all." Refused to name who who told him to do it. Yeah, he's not a rat. Ralphie, however, when he gets an opportunity to rat, fucking rats this rats kid the wrong right kid out. out. I know. It's like if you're gonna rat, rat on Scott Farkas. Yeah, like he's the bully. You know, that's like I always like. But that's also, always for, funny also, fucking sense to me. Melinda Dillon, you you hear your husband, like you know, right? You yeah. know where he yes. is. Stop, yeah. stop playing. You all you all giggle while he goes down and says the f word thirty times to the furnace. Also, our grandmother always loved flick flick who. Yeah. I don't know why. It was just yeah, one of those random did. lines that she just loved. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, I want to talk for 40 minutes about the name Scut, S-C-U-T, Farkas. Which well, I want to talk for 40 unhinged. minutes about Zach Ward, who plays Scut Farkas, because he got hot. 
he is he is very attractive now. I was shocked when I clicked on his IMDb that he was this good looking and also that he hadn't done like 30 Hallmark Christmases. No, he did a we- he did like a different pivot, I feel like. He was in uh Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And did a lot of sitcom stuff. But there's yeah. a lot of shirtless photos of him on the internet and just Who does he play in Freddy versus Jason? Is he like one of the kids that gets killed? Kind of. So, um like I'm just trying to match the no, ages. So he's 20 plays, years later. So, like, so he's probably there's like the gang of 28, 30. There's the gang of kids that are supposed to be eight, quote unquote, 18. That it's um yeah. Oh, what is that blonde girl's name? She was an undeclared, and I can't remember her name. Um, Monica Kina. Busy like her yeah. and all her friends in Freddy versus Jason. Um, and then one of them had a brother who died, and when he falls asleep, ah, uh, he sees his dead brother in the bathtub, and his it. dead brother is Scott Ward or Zach Ward. Scott Farkas. Okay. And also, funnily enough, every one, every leading player's contract in this movie had a thing in there where they relinquished like the the Warner Brothers had the rights to their likeness for merchandising. Zach Ward's contract for some reason didn't have this. It's just a weird oh. oversight. And so yeah. they started producing shit with his face on it and he said, "No, no." And in 2011 sued them because they were good they were for making him. shit. And they were like, oh, well, it's it's a generic face. It's been, we've been doing this for a while. It's, it's, a, it's not your face. It's a generic face. And it's like, at at Department 56 <laughs> scale, who fucking knows? Right. And so it was settled out of court or whatever. And then, like... I, I, I see their point on, like, Department 56 scale, but, like, I've seen a Scott Farkas t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't remember if it's a couple years or, like, ten years later... Someone added a, like a Christmas story event that he was going to handed him things to sign. And it was Monopoly Christmas story, Monopoly with his face on it, playing cards with his face on it and another figurine with his face on it. And he turned around and was like, what the fuck did I tell you? <laughs> and, and, and they, I, I can't remember. He was like, I want all of this shit destroyed. Like, this is not okay. You didn't ask me. Yeah. You didn't pay me. Yeah. And then they, I think they, settled out of court or something but it was very much like again they had to be like hey you did the wrong thing yeah yeah cut me a big check this is what they were just strike very similar to what they were fucking striking about yeah yeah uh the yellow eyes thing is a great detail in the in the description of this character the what but it does not hold up in hd they he the guy Gene Shepard is like talking about he had yellow eyes I swear oh, yeah, to God yeah. he had yellow eyes but like it's HD and so he clearly does not <laughs> and so it's just like they needed to give him some like painted on yellow eyes I feel yeah this was not the I feel like if they gave this poor child actor yellow contacts in this day it would have been like awful and uncomfortable and probably toxic yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about you go in there with the little paint afterwards because he, you know? he has pretty squinty eyes so like keep him in yeah. wides and be like look we're gonna mm-hmm. do three close-ups of this kid art department right. get in there with your little yellow paint yeah uh, his little toady also a New York always hated team. this kid like way more than he Scott looks Farkas. he looks almost exactly he's dressed almost exactly like Rocky Balboa is dressed in the first third of the original Rocky he also looks like he's about hat, to sell paint jacket like he and Christian Bale yeah he is he's a tiny newsie but no, not a newsie. He he does he is a newsie, but also much like Rocky, he's like a leg breaker. Like he goes in and roughs people up if they haven't paid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or I heard you uh or when I heard you people bought, give the newsie shit a- for being on their on their corner. He shows up. Sure. Be like, sure. Yeah. Hey, 
Mr. Burduski, I see your, your, your market has a problem with my newsie here. Knocks over a display of oranges. Hey there, Timmy. Uh, I heard you borrowed a buck last week to buy yourself a, a soda pop and, a, and something nice uh, ice cream sundae for your girl. Well, guess what? It's been a week. So now I need a dollar wolf five or I'm going to take three of your toes. <laughs> He's got like like a like a, a cigarette uh, cutter. <laughs> uh, I was thinking of a. Uh, like a wire cutter, but sure, yes. Or he's got the like Crayola plastic safety scissors. <laughs> sure, yes. <laughs> it's gonna take a while, but I'll get through it. Uh, we have that transition I talked about. They just like ah. Anyway, on to other things. Ralphie's writing um, about the Red Rider BB gun, and my favorite thing is that it he describes it as the carbon action, blah blah blah, with the compass and the handle and this thing which tells time. Yes, which like that's a clock. Yeah, or a watch. Like, like there's words for it. There's like, very common words yeah. for it. Yeah. But I, it captures the kid energy of, like, excited, so excited you can't even, and, like, But you know, the, that description is what's repeated throughout the movie, and I think it's so delightful. Yeah. Also, uh, this, this, go ahead. Good. Uh, this part makes me so angry, where the this fucking wordless husband and child are like, can I have some more? Can I have some more? And I'm like, Melinda Dillon, put the fucking pot on the table and sit down. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I guess they want to keep keep it warm. Maybe technology, like, pots didn't retain heat as well in 1940. I mean, it's the war. Probably, but also, but also, who cares? Like, yeah, turn around and get more cabbage, husband. How have you eaten it already? I haven't sat down, you animal. that's, That's a very, like, sitcom y approach to, to women oh yeah making food and, and housewives um sure absolutely but also right before that we get this moment of dad comes home super excited because he won an award and he's like jubilatious and like it's a very delight to see him like this and it's like hey ralphie this is the moment where you ask for the present because he's in a oh really yeah yeah mood and he, it's, yes it's, yeah feed into this energy buddy just just between uh-huh you and me. uh-huh mm-hmm Gee, Dad, have you seen this Red Rider BB gun? You know? Mm-hmm. Also, the little kid doing the pig noises and eat, just so fucking disgusting. I know. Well, our mom hated that, hated that scene. I have always found it pretty gross as well. She hates it more, but yeah, I've yeah. always found it pretty gross. Uh, so we get the lamp delivery, and With they ship a whole melodramatic ass- music. Like, yes. it, it seems like it's a, this is a, a, a mafia movie, and the knock on the door yeah. is a hit. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's about they're all gonna walk to the door. It's gonna be machine gun fire through a closed door. It's the it's the toll booth in The Godfather. Yeah, uh, or for those who get that, or the dirty, filthy angels, angels with filthy mouths, or yes, it filthy souls, Fil- angels with filthy souls, angels with even filthier yes. souls. Yeah. Also, they ship this whole ass Dracula this coffin three to, to f- put this, this little it's a seven lamp in. foot by like four foot box. For a three yeah, to four, it barely foot lamp? fits through a door. A three it's, to four yeah, foot three, lamp. Yeah, like I understand packing materials were different back in the day, but they don't need to ship a Dracula coffin for this lamp. Yeah, honestly, that's the movie I want to watch. I want the first third to be a, a a silly Christmas movie, and then the back two thirds to be a Dracula movie. They, that's how Dracula gets in the house. Is uh-huh. like, they think it's yeah. I I also had the thought of like Dracula being shipped in a crate where there's like just a little bit of sunlight peeping through, and he gets out of the crate and he has like a weird sunburn. <laughs> you know how if you like 
put your glasses on, you get the yeah, like, yeah, yeah, thing the, red, on the side the of your white face. stripe. Yeah. I want Dracula like getting out of the coffin with like a little splotch here and a little splotch there. Like almost like uh Rocco's t shirt on Rocco's modern life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see that. Uh, also, Ralphie immediately goes full perv and is like stroking the buttocks of this lamp. Yeah, it's the lamp very go- weird. It's high, like it's not a sk- the 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 lampshade is is too high to be a skirt. Yes, like it's it's not that it's 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 weird proportions. We'll say. Yes. Yeah. Also, what kind of fucking contest did he win? Like it is never properly explained. I. S- so I had the thought this time of, is this supposed to be the prize of the Lone Ranger's nephew thing that he just entered? Oh, maybe. But I, it's never explicitly stated that. So I, I, I think that is just supposed to establish that he's like always entering these contests. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was a, a movie made that was, I think, based on a true story with a crazy title like the prize winner... I want to say it's the prize winner of Defiance, Ohio. Like why that why that would be in my head if it's not this, but about a Very woman specific. who is like always entering sweepstakes and winning them. I've won a number of random um, contests. I I won yeah. uh, SpongeBob sweepstakes when I was little. Um, uh-huh. It was in a Target. What was that? What did you win? It was the big SpongeBob like pillow plushie. Oh, and that's also where came from. okay. I think the alarm clock was part of that. And a, it was like shockingly a lot of stuff, um, and then obviously I've won two titles, but that's not really a sweepstakes. That's not sweepstakes, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I twice I entered things on Instagram and then forgot about them because they're really good for engagement. So companies do with them all the time. Yeah, and then one time I was going through the like email the um US, UPS USPS informed delivery email, and it was like you have a thing coming, and I was like what. Or no, maybe it was, it was one of those, like, FedEx, and then, like, I get the email telling me something's on the way. And it was like, you have a package coming? And I was like, I didn't order anything. So I checked, and it was, like, coming from Kentucky. And I was like, Jack, did you order yeah. something? And he was like, no. And then I texted our family. I was like, did anyone buy me something? And they were like, <laughs> and I was like no. And it got there, and it was Elijah Craig. I had ordered, entered their contest and won, and they never emailed me to tell me I won or DM'd oh, me to tell me I won. Yeah, they just yeah. sent me shit, which is wild. It was like a hat that I wear is like a just a, you know, doing shit around the house or, you know, working out hat. And um, a nice mixing spoon and a really beautiful, like, mixing glass with the pores, like, oh. beautiful, like, etched glass barware barware thing, thing yeah. with the with the spout it says elijah craig on it that's cool yeah and i've I had one of those for a very long time and i was like oh great now i don't need well, to buy that's one. great yeah that's awesome i won tickets to i won front row tickets to a basketball game and then they told me that the tax bill was four hundred dollars that's right like, that's the uh, more shit i was like i don't think i want this actually yeah like <laughs> why that's taxes for that kind of bullshit are bullshit. I don't think it's unreasonable for it to be taxed, but also the the company could pay. But like, those. Wh- why why do you need to be taxed for winning tickets? It's not like you're. It's not income. It's not like you're right. doing any like you got t- gifted the, an experience. The the, the, the the face value of the tickets is allegedly like a thousand dollars a piece, which is why it was going to be. Cool. You know who sets those prices? Yes, I agree. Bullshit CEOs set those prices <laughs> to squeeze yeah, money I mean, out of they, people. They very easily could have just given it to me without getting the tax man involved, but they didn't. Yeah, that's that's the bullshit of it all. 
Um, anyway, uh, we get on the radio for the Lone Ranger radio hour, and um, then we follow that up with turning in our theme about the Red Rider BB gun, and he has this like vision of the teacher being like, A plus, mm-hmm. plus, plus, plus. Also, I was like, when they plug in the lamp in his horrifying massive wires before that, oh, yes, they yes. never put a bulb in this lamp. They literally, he puts the... Did it not come with one? No, when he pulls out the leg, there's nothing on top. Oh, He puts okay, the lampshade yeah. on and puts it in the window and yeah, plugs it in. Yeah. I mean, maybe but, in the interim. But the light is inside. And on top. The, the lampshade's lighting oh, up, too. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's got to be a bulb on the top. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Plot hole. Cinema scenes. Also, I have a better... Mom breaks it later. I have a much better idea for you, Mom. We'll get there when we get there, but... Uh, I do love her being like completely horrified by this lamp as he stands in the street and the entire street stops to see what the commotion mm-hmm. is. That that's your Bob Clark cameo, as I said. Um, we we do we turn our theme and then it's it's time to buy a tree, so we go to the Christmas tree. Love lot. the smell of and real trees, this, but boy, do I love how yeah. easy artificial trees are, even more. Yeah, yeah, clean up and also. Not for nothing, but it's kind of a bummer. They like in this. I mean, obviously, this has changed somewhat with the areas, the eras uh, since this. But they buy the tree like seems like December twenty second, maybe, and then they decorate it on the twenty fourth, and then presumably it's like out the door a week later. Yeah, it, you don't really get a lot of time to enjoy oh, it. Oh, I think that was a thing in not necessarily. I mean, that era, yes, but I remember even our mom has said that she would go oh, to yeah. bed Christmas Eve and wake up Christmas morning to a decorated tree. Yeah. It's like, you know what you just gave yourself, parents? Chores. Yeah, yeah. I I have always been like a you wait till after Thanksgiving person, nope. but during during COVID, uh we were bored and it was like, well, let's just put up the Christmas tree. And it happened to be the day after uh uh you change the clocks. Okay. Uh the daylight savings. And it gets dark at five PM for the first day of the year. And having the Christmas tree, even undecorated able to be turned on when it was that dark and miserable and shitty outside was a godsend. Yeah, I usually do the Christmas overlay a week or two after Halloween. <laughs> the overlay. Well, we do the Halloween overlay in like August. Yeah. And then we do the Christmas overlay like a week or two after Halloween. I was just laughing at you calling it an overlay and not saying decorations. That's why I was yeah. laughing. It's an overlay. It's the, you know, it's I, my house it's is a theme a park. Decoration. Yes, for sure. Uh, so I love this tree lot guy. He's like a great riff on a uh, sleazy salesman. Mm-hmm. You know, normally it's like used cars, but you know, here at the Christmas trees is fun too. I think they have a little back and forth with dad where he's negotiating the, uh, the price here. Um, he, he gets the rope thrown in for free. Just like the idea that this is something that you need <laughs> to be thrown in is that this guy, this guy doesn't have a couple of uh, coils of rope in the trunk is like, come on. Now, did we, when we got the light, the, the when we went and sawed down the tree in those in the mm-hmm. lot um, near the movie the old movie theater, um, did Dad bring the truck or because I, I don't remember him strapping it to the like Griswold style. My memory was that we put it on the roof, but maybe he brought the truck. Uh, the truck makes more separate. sense, but I don't, also don't remember how long he had the truck for. He had that little Ford Ranger forever, like it was like falling apart. Hmm. So maybe yeah. Because I, I like don't I don't have memory of like our the grandparents were usually with us. On it. Our 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 grandparents are normally with us, so it's possible we took two vehicles anyway. Mm, that's true. 
Yeah. So maybe that was how I don't remember that. I was pretty young. Uh, well, I mean, I was probably about 12, but I just don't remember. Yeah. We'll have to ask, like maybe we went with the grandparents in their car and then dad and mom took the, that would make sense. Truck. Yeah. And then I would crawl under there and have to help saw, which was like pretty hard. It It was fun. But it's like, it's a pretty hard chore. Oh yeah. Well, you don't do the whole tree. We eat shit a little bit. I mean, I, I did probably a lot more than you. I would guess. I mean, at some for for part of it, yeah. Even though you were six or seven years, yeah, it's like I'm guessing that you did like a cursory back and forth twice, and it was like, all right, job done. <laughs> Let everybody else get to it. I'm six. Did, did a few pushes and pulls. Yeah, exactly. One one push, one pull. So we pop the tire. We get another very memorable scene from this movie, mm-hmm. which is helping Dad <clears throat> change the tire on the side of the road. Um, I am very proud of myself for knowing how to change a tire. And now I like forget that it's not an everybody's skill. Uh-huh. Um, cause my, I don't remember. I, I probably told this story before, but who knows on the pod. Um, my boyfriend and I were driving into the city for Halloween a couple years ago in full Halloween costume. We're dressed as the twins from the shining, but rompers instead mm-hmm. of dresses. So we're in these like tiny little romper, blue rompers that I've added lace trim to and like a pink, pink like satin ribbon for a belt and like spooky eye makeup and he pops his tire goes and I was, he was like well shit we have to turn it like i don't know what to do and i was like what do you mean just change the tire and he was like i've never done that before and i was like oh i can do it so we pull into this fucking like not the greatest part of town and mm-hmm. also to be in you know a stupid halloween yeah, costume you're wearing. yeah changing a tire and i was like i'm just gonna grip sure. this yeah. uh you know, tool very tightly <laughs> yeah. and show like, I'll be the shit out of you. <laughs> so there's a video of me. Uh, like I put, I was like the gravel hurt. I was like, give me newspaper from your car so I can lean on, kneel on it to get your tire off. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, the, the little iron that came with my car that I have used most recently to change a tire is like such a tiny nightmare to like actually take the things off with. It is always a huge pain in the butt. That sucks. It's never the big Uh, giant cross that they show in old things. No, that's, that's a, that's the one you probably had to buy yourself even back then. Probably. Yeah. Also that thing always has like four different heads and I'm like, it must be sizes, four different sizes, but like most people don't need four sizes. They just need the one, you know? Um, so he's helping dad, uh, real flashbacks here of like, <laughs> just know what I need without me saying oh, it. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. It's why I, it's why I am the way I am now, where I anticipate <laughs> yeah, everyone, I try to anticipate everyone's needs before they say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Grown um, inwardly is, is the suggestion to go help dad, but uh, uh-huh. all right, let's go do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I try to be very specific when I ask for things now. Oh, like, here's what the tool I'm looking I, for looks like. I give very just, specific hey, and I, I do this. specific repeat backs. Yeah. I'm like, we're not mincing <laughs> words here. Yeah. Um, he's holding the bucket or it's not a bucket. It's the hubcap, but he's holding the hubcap. Then he also just holds slips, it in your hand. Drops there. That would make sense for an adult. I'm guessing this is like a tiny little kid hands problem. I don't know. Because it's probably six or eight lug nuts, not just four. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, do that. Back then. Pocket or, I don't know, gently sure. on the ground. I mean, like, I, there's a lot of options. Yeah. I'm putting putting them in this thing is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Like, you normally would just have this thing on the ground. It's more like a giving the kid a task that doesn't need to be done. And then you know? dad hits it. Like, it's, it's fully his yeah. fault. Right, it is. 
And also the fact that this kid says fuck and obviously it's oh fudge in the movie and you know this is a whole big thing but uh, like the dad who we have seen do nothing but swear for this movie going in the car and be like guess what your son said and whispering in her ear and her being like oh my god i'm like wait what that's are we what, doing that, that's here? what's annoying that she reacts this way and like who told who ta- where'd you hear that where, where do you think yeah melinda yeah i learned it i learned it from watching you yeah. i learned it from watching you you know like come on come on uh but he like within seconds just throws his friend under the bus which i find so insane and when his friend's mom on the phone because we never see her we just hear her yeah i always yeah. thought she sounded like our old neighbor who lived behind us <laughs> yeah you know exactly what i'm uh-huh. talking about yeah, I do. Yes. I was like, how do I say her without saying her name? <laughs> but like the way she screams yes, in the phone. A friend of mom's. Huh? Yes. Yeah. A friend of our, our mom's. friend of our mom's and our mom's friend. Our our friend yeah. our friend's mom. Our childhood and a friend of parents, our mother's. Yes. Combo platter. Had that kind of her voice sounded very similar to me. Yeah, I, I I can see it. But yeah, Ralphie here is a true bastard. Like one, if you're gonna throw anyone under the bus. Throw your bully under the bus. Yeah, also, like, Two, what is mom going to do then? I mean, presumably she calls Scott Farkas. I feel like that's a house you don't want to call. Like, that's the kind of house where, like, you hear, like, breaking glass and, like... Yeah, well, that's that that's a, another thing that a smart kid would do is, like, it was Scott Farkas. And the mom's like, well, I'm not surprised. And then she remembers that, like, we cut to the Farkas house and it's actually one magic Christmas. And she's like, you're losing your fucking job. Stop building that fucking bike. No, she, he, it's the Molly Monahan's house on one magic. Like, it's not oh, even their sure. house. I don't oh, think sure, Farkas's sure. mom's given any shits about the family. <laughs> Sarah Polly's mom is like, we're poor. Molly. Santa, Sarah doesn't, Polly. Santa doesn't give gifts to poor kids. <laughs> Uh, we get the soap blindness fantasy, which I think is the best fantasy performance by the parents. Oh, I, I think, think so very, for sure. Very good here. They get they have the most to do uh, with it. Yeah, yeah, and the, the big wailing, like, why did we do it? Is 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 very nice. Uh, I love the teacher gift line, and then Ralphie showing up with this enormous. How did the fruit family afford this the, giant fruit basket? Uh, it's implied that Ralphie did it. But like with what, paper around money, like how that's still. Like, I agree. I think it's got to be a lot of money in 1940. A hundred percent. That pineapple probably cost a dollar. Yeah. Like which today is like forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Or if it's one of those stupid pink pineapples, they're sixty. <laughs> well, cool. I don't think it was a pink pineapple in 1940. I don't think that had been invented yet. No, probably not. But the like the enormous shit eating grin, and then he winking him winking at her is also like just really good. Mm-hmm. There's kind of like a it's never said, which is a little surprising given the nature of the movie with the narrator. But it's kind of implied he's got a little crush on this teacher. A little bit of a crush, yeah. It's like not not like a like a gross. Yeah, it's not a Mary Kate Latournelle situation. Y- yeah, yeah. That's her name. I just said yeah. I mean, I know that name. And I that's think like that's a the new name. scandal what? name, but I really yeah. The little orphan Annie decoder pin. Um, yeah, the, I have to say the decoder ring is one of pin, those things that ring. seems okay. But decoder device is like something as a kid that seems amazing, and then the actuality is so far off from that. It's just like puzzle work. Which is I like. I liked puzzles as a kid though, so I didn't mind it. I I 
I did too, but just like the idea of it being like, oh, it's my secret decoder ring. And it's like, well, it's not it's not that hard to figure this out without the ring, right? You're just like setting syncing also, up letters and numbers. The idea that little orphan Annie, little redhead, the sun will come out tomorrow, Annie, child of Daddy Warbucks and Bane. Is that is is that the same yes. little orphan yes. Annie? Okay. Has a secret society of spies that she communicates <laughs> with via radio. Well, maybe it's maybe it's like a newsies thing. This is a secret message from Annie. Don't tell anybody. So like Annie has a secret society of spies that she's singing to over the radio. Are you looking oh, up to see if it's the same insane. little orphan Annie? Do not believe me. I I I I it's not that I didn't believe you, but I believe that you knew this true. I wanted to see if there was anything about the decoder ring and the radio program on the Wikipedia. Yeah. That's all. It's basically because Annie was a comic strip and a lot of the comic strips then translated to the radio. Right, right, and right. And then got turned into a musical I was, that I just don't care for. Uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Buckle up. In uh, the Great Depression, the formula was tweaked. Daddy Warbucks lost his fortune due to a, due to a corrupt rival and briefly died from despair at the 1944 re-election of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He died from Delano, despair? I thought me. they liked the Roosevelt. Yes. Apparently not. Mr. Roosevelt. Annie remained, an, Annie remained an orphan and for several years had adventures that involved more internationally based enemies. Enemies? The contemporary. Yes, the contemporary events taking place in Europe were reflected in strips during the 40s and World War II. Oh, the comic eventually, strip, okay. Yeah, eventually Daddy War- Warbucks was reunited with Annie and his retcon was his death was retconned to a coma, from which he woke up in 1945, coinciding with Roosevelt's real-world death. That's weird, because I, I thought they met Mr. At, President. Hold on, uh, we're not even done yet. At this time, this series enlarged its world with the addition of characters such as Asp and Punjab, nope, bodyguards and servants to Annie and Daddy Warbucks. They traveled the world with Annie having adventures on her own or with her adopted family. So maybe yes, Annie did have a fucking web of spies because this comic strip is not like the sun will come out tomorrow. Well, it's okay. like intrigue. W- the Carol Burnett movie ends with. Little Orphan Annie scaling construction equipment in the dead of night with a helicopter chase. Like, that's not the stakes of the rest of that musical. Right. That feels pretty silly. Um, We go back home. This is one of the really rough food scenes. Mom is, like, making this braised cabbage, but it's it's just, like, watery-ass looking cabbage stew. And look, I love cabbage. I, I It's one of my favorite vegetables. It's like a sneaky all-star to me. It's like you can do all these great things with it. You can cook it really well. It, phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you can roast it. You can saute it. You can fry it. You can do all this wonderful stuff with it. Cabbage is great. Bubble and squeak. But a thing that I think is less good is to put like 16 cabbages in a large pot, cover it with water, and boil it into mush. <laughs> it was also red. So was it like a splash of it was wine? red in cabbage. There? A red cabbage. Okay. No, it was he says he says in specifically Ralphie is like it's red cabbage stew and she's like it's for tomorrow and I'm like you're cooking it down to this and then you're gonna reheat it. I mean, hey, it's baby food. 1940. Also, it always drove me nuts that Ralphie was before they, when he's doing the decodering, he's in the bathroom for like 0.02 seconds before they're mm-hmm. like, Ralphie, we gotta yeah. get in there. There, it's there's only one bathroom. But like, it's not like he's been in there a while. Right, literally right. locks the door click sits on the toilet and then they start banging yeah i needed the part where he ran past randy who was also going to the bathroom. there we go that would have helped um 
mom mom then breaks the lamp she's got this like real sneaky looking face as she walks out with her watering can again like a fucking stage play you hear it break yes yeah yeah but what mom and then she has like i don't know what happened what mom should have done was sneakily taken it out of the house sold it for a lot of money because you could have gotten a pretty penny for that tacky ass lamp from someone some skeezy bar whatever and then been like oh i've been taking up some sewing and i bought a new furnace so he's like where's the leg lamp i don't know but i bought you a new furnace oh oh yeah the leg lamp probably is not furnace no but that's the thing is she's also like taking up sewing other things but like a good chunk of that could have been leg lamp yeah no you're not wrong rather than breaking it because again it's 1940 and i'm sure you have money troubles yeah no for sure the depression was just behind us uh Scott Farkas and his little Brooklyn crony boy corner flick again flick. And yeah, I don't like the Ralphie sucks. What's happening, man? Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, a, a post credit scene where flick realizes he can move things with his mind. And prom yeah, is very yeah. bad for, for the gang. <laughs> well, he just gives, he just gives Ralphie a brain brain bleed and he just, yeah, it's, it's dead. flick looking in a mirror that's vibrating until it shatters and then f- cut to black. Yeah. Uh so we get a C plus on our theme, Ralphie's heartbroken. Another vignette and a daydream of the the teacher is now the wicked witch and his mom is a harlequin. Yes. Um and then we're on our way home from school. Oh, here's Scott Farkas again. And then so I really related to this one. Cause this is like almost exactly what happened with me and the bully that I had when I was in middle school, which is that I went into a blind rage and punched him a bunch of times. Look, look. I know violence, whatever. Sometimes a bully needs a swift, firm kick in the crotch. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee you Scott Fargo's never fucked with Ralphie again. Or he might have fucked with other kids. Like, he might have been like, well... Yeah, this might have been the end of it. This could have stopped it. Like, when those ants realize they outnumber us, our reign is over from Bugs Life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he made the bully into just a yeah, human. So sometimes of, you know, break a bully's nose. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know how I would I don't know how I would handle this if it was you know my kid and you know the, some years down the road or whatever should that ever happen. But like, uh, I remember telling the story we just told to my editor at my first job that I was just like, hey, violence is never the answer. But except what it is. It's the answer. Yeah, and I, they who was like, what? And I was like, I had a bully, and I beat them up, and that was the end of the bullying. And he was like, well, what happens if the kid stands up to the bully, and then the bully beats them up? I was like, then they've at least stood up to the bully. Then they've <laughs> like, done a they thing. at least done that. Yeah. But I also really related to the adrenaline dump that happens here with Ralphie, which is like when you're young, you just like you've not experienced that before. You just like don't know what the hell to do with it, and just like the huge. It's just crying. That's that the answer. Is, yeah, it's, it's oh, big yeah. feelings. Yeah. I have to cry. Yeah, yeah. And so I, but it was like I had this like fight. Was it on and the then bus? Like immediately? No, it was right at the bus stop. Like I, I f- followed him off the bus stop, and I was it your stop? And when he turned around, yeah, okay. And when he turned around, I punched. The other time I did this, it was one stop early. And and I the the kid who would not leave me the fuck alone even after I punched him one time on the bus I got off the bus next to his stop and I yelled his name and he turned around I just punched him in the face nice did he drop and then we rolled around on the ground 
No, oh. we just like rolled around on the ground. It wasn't like a big hero moment. It, and I walked home. It wasn't the OC. I had a longer walk home. You were know, like about rich yeah, kids, no. nothing. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't just like KO a person. Uh, no, we, I just, I punched him and then he punched me and then we rolled around on the ground, punching and kicking and whatever. Also, there's no honor Not with bullies. Kick them in the dick. Oh, I'm I this, I am constantly watching movies and people are not kicking people in the dick, and I'm like, kick just do dick. it. My what? wife, my wife, my wife has gotten to the point where she's like, so if you're ever in a scuffle, and I'm like, get the dick with whatever elbow, knee, head, kick, whatever, reach you can a do. hand and squeeze, like yeah, yeah. I was, life. I was like, I was like, attack the testicles. If I'm ever in an altercation and you can intercede by attacking the other person's testicles, do it. Yes. Like, it's not that hard. And, like, screw honor. Screw yeah. honor and, yeah. and, and go for yeah. living. Right, right. So, yeah, sometimes violence isn't the answer unless it's the answer. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, like I said, I don't advocate for this, but, like, sometimes, you know, it's functional. Uh, you know, and also, like, as you said, Scott Farkas probably gets a beaten at home and has a Scott Farkas probably life. has a like, horrible home life, but... Yeah, like, I, I'm imagining Scott Farkas is, like, mostly making his own dinner based on the sad cabinets as a single I'm guessing absent father and uh, an overworked yeah. mother? Yeah, probably an alcoholic in there. Or a dead mother and an overworked alcoholic father. Yeah. yeah. One of the two. Like, I... Yeah, exactly. So I'm probably a sad home. And I bet the Toadie's parents kind of like give him food sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The Toadie feels like a rich kid who is cosplaying as a tough. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich kids. Rich kids' house has two TVs. Mm Mm-hmm. As as one and a half baths. Yeah. Uh. So mom to the rescue. She brings Ralphie. Also, the beat him him beating up Scott Farkas goes on so much longer than you remember. Oh, it really does. It's delightful. It's it's a lot. Yeah. But it goes on forever. And then when mom shows up, I love that she just like doesn't even look back at Scott. She just like walks her son away, and there's a bleeding bully just on the ground. Which is what our mom would have done. Mom should probably be aware of Scott Farkas, oh, so yeah. she probably knows who this is and is like, "Yeah, you're the piece of shit who torments my son." Dumb shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, our mom would have had the same reaction, but yeah. Uh, I love the little brother crying under the sink. His little hidey dad's hole. gonna kill Ralphie. Yeah, and mom's like, "Oh, dad's not gonna kill Ralphie." Like I got this. Mom Don't worry. Helps like you know, not control his Ralphie's emotions. Helps like. Yeah. Ease him down, get get yeah, him off the yeah. ledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, are they even uh, yeah. fiesta wear plates? I didn't catch that. I was too preoccupied by her serving what appeared to be big scoops of kindergartner paste to her family. I was thinking for it was like mashed potatoes. It's definitely mashed potatoes, but it comes off that thing. It looks like a tub of paste. <laughs> it does. Or um, hominy. Yes. Yeah. Which is corn. Also, the side dishes with this dinner are half pickles. Sliced white bread and a jug of milk. What a meal. Pickles and white bread is not a bad meal for me. And mashed potatoes, honestly, not that bad. Untoasted, I don't know, this is like nightmarish. Like, just gross wonder bread and pickles. I eat I white know. bread. I don't want this. I mean, I eat the keto white bread, but I eat white bread. Just like raw, not toasted? Yeah. For a sandwich, put butter on it. If I'm having like that kind of bread, it's going in the toaster. Uh, Santa finally happens 30 minutes to go in the movie. Mm-hmm. A mid-level parade. Um, with inexplicably Wizard of Oz in the well, Christmas the Wizard stuff, of Oz recently came out. It's oh, 1940. Okay. Wizard of Oz was, I think, okay. 39. Okay. Um, and was, you know, like Gone with the Wind was constantly playing. 
So it wouldn't it's not super surprising. Mickey's kind of surprising, but and then Mickey like feuding with them is crazy. Yeah. Like why why is this crossover happening? Is this is this what happened when they closed the great movie ride and put in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? This is exactly what they, happened. Gee, y'all are getting evicted. It's my turn to be here. And the monkeys were like <laughs> Although it's not Dorothy, it's not an official Dorothy dress, which always weirds me out. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it's like some knockoff. It's like a weird Leg Avenue knockoff. Um, but after the parade, the character is just like wandering this Macy's. Yeah, and then yeah. they go up to the kid. It feels like they're trying to go to the break room, and it's just a long walk to it. But it also feels like it's a local theater trying to drum up interest in their production. Oh, sure, sure. And so, like, the Wicked Witch comes up to Ralphie. And she's like, eh, or whatever. And he's like, leave me alone. I'm thinking. And I was like, I can, I've been there and I can feel in my bones what that wicked witch is feeling <laughs> of like, look, and this is audience interaction. If you, if you, oh, f- fucking fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ralphie is in the mode that my uh, childhood best friend was when we went to uh, Tony Luke's, which is a sandwich place in Philly. <laughs> not one of the ones that are like, not one of the ones that are like famously mean, which there are some of those, but uh, it's just a, like a cheesesteak place. And uh, my poor friend was like rehearsing his order and practicing it to himself in line over and over again. He had some anxiety around this. And I, my memory is that he wanted to do it, not that dad forced him to do it. It wouldn't have made much sense for that. Although I could see dad fucking with this friend. I'd been friends with him for a long time. He was very much part of the family. Uh, But he got up there, had rehearsed his order in line the whole time, you know, like whatever it was, you know, cheesesteak, fried onions, and provolone, cheesesteak, fried onions, and provolone. And he got up there, panicked, looked at the venue, saw hot dog, blurted hot dog, and then basically ran away. Poor guy. Uh, but that's all I could think of here is Ralphie is like rehearsing and like Red Rider Beauty Gun with the thing that tells time and the handle. Red Rider Beauty Gun with the thing that tells time and the handle. I also really want to take a note here to talk about line management, which is that it is nine o'clock when the store closes. Ralphie is jumping onto Santa's lap at 859 and there is 200 people in line. I don't know how many of them are actually kids and not just kids and parents. Yeah, but it the is point a, stands. A wild that they have not cut this line off. You got to give someone a sign. Give someone at the end yeah. a sign that says, hey, yeah. I'm done. At 8.30 or 8.40 or something, you go, this is it. No more. Yeah, you figure out these kids through. Honestly, a lot of times um, the mall, you, you like reserve a spot now, which is unrelated to oh, the 40s. Oh. But yeah, yeah. Also, these these are these two people who are helping Santa are really flying through the kids. It's like oh, they are like, aggressive and angry. Down. Kid lap down. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not like it's Disney World where you as long as you're in line by, you know, cl- uh, by store clothes, you get to see Santa. Right. Like. They're not keeping the lights on in Macy's. Right. Higby's isn't open until 1130 if there was a big Santa line. Yeah. No, 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 no. So Ralphie goes blank, much like my friend. And instead of blurting out hot dog, says football or Santa suggests a football. And he says, yes. Uh, And and then I will say grabs uh, just uh, anecdotally. I know the the trope of, um, you know, meme, drunk, angry, unkempt. Yeah. You know, man who hates his job is playing Santa. But. In the real world, most people who play Santa like take it very seriously. Like, yeah, for sure. I have a yeah. friend who starts growing his beard in July to make sure it's the perfect length and quaffed and and texture for Santa. There's a there's a pretty good documentary about the folks who do that. Oh, really? Uh, that I saw a couple of years ago. I can't remember the name of it now, but yeah, um, 
Mick Foley, the former wrestler that I'm a big fan of, um, he has, I don't think he's done it uh, for a couple of years now, but he would do the Santa thing and like dye his beard. Is white Mick Foley and do the whole, whole mankind? Thing. No. Yep. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Mankind yeah. was mm-hmm. a Santa. How about that? Yeah. He's like a big Christmas dork. He would, uh, he would take trips to that, uh, uh, Santa land. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, as like a big, he's like theme parks and stuff. There's a very funny story in his book where he takes this like hellacious bump and gets like thrown through a table and is like laying on the floor. Like a bump. And he said, his no, first th- not bump of Coke. No, like wrestling bump, like, like, like a, uh, a, a fall. Got it. And he like goes through a table and lands on concrete and is like laying on the floor. And he said his first thought was like, Oh shit, I have to walk around Universal Studios tomorrow. <laughs> this is gonna suck. <laughs> uh they were in Orlando, I guess. Um, so we we Ralphie gets the boot as Santa tells him he'll shoot his eye out uh, after he finally blurts it out on the slide. Uh, I like this, like, steps up to Santa and then slide down, it's but fun. impractical to the max. It, well, you would need a, 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 a a down staircase on the other side. Yes. Also, it's a very elaborate thing to have built in your department store. Well, I think that was like the thing, like you needed a draw. No, it this was. was in the day of like, yeah. make people want to come into your store rather than, yeah, you know, yeah. Obligatory go into your store. Right, right. I just, I, you know, who are you? You know, you're climbing up there. You're like, boy, it sounds like a lot of creaking and groaning of wood and metal. And all of a sudden eight people died <laughs> when the Santa, <laughs> the Santa climb collapsed. Um, we get the, the night before Christmas tree and some funny business, which I don't think I've thought too much about before in watching this, where the dad and mom are arguing over what color something is. And he's like, I'm not colorblind. She's like, I'm not colorblind either. And then he's like, well, the green one seems fine. And he's putting in a blue light bulb. Yeah. Um, also, when did we stop replacing fuses? When did it become flip the breaker? And I, I don't know. My first apartment, I was thinking about this watching this movie. My first apartment when I was living out in Frederick was 2010. And when I moved in, they were like, here's the fuse box. And here's, there's a box of extra fuses. Here's the actual fuse like, box. And then here is the one, the fuse yeah. box on the wall. Yeah. 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 And they're like little, um, it's like when you get like a, uh, when you get, when you get a very small jar of jam or jelly mm-hmm. or like ketchup on like a, I don't, like a, in like a lunch like a box or something, I'm saying it for, yeah, or, or, yeah, but yeah, like a, it's usually a takeaway. It's like, oh, you ordered this sandwich and it comes with a tiny little jar of jam in it or something. Yeah. So it was like, they're about that big and it was glass and they would like explode. The glass would break. And the whole time I lived there, I was like, please never blow a fuse. Please never blow a fuse. Cause then I was like looking online and like, I, I'm sure you've, heard that there's like things you can do if you have like a broken light bulb like put an apple a on potato. it or a potato yeah and it was like doing that and i'm like so i'm gonna be in the dark trying to jam an apple or a potato on this thing to unscrew it, it just sound like a freaking nightmare well i'm just saying i like i'm in the dark trying to solve this problem like it just seems like it would have sucked so thankfully it never happened yeah i've never had that but my first apartment i was on the third floor and the breaker box was on the fr- on, on like the basement and if i was if I had the oven on and also turned on the microwave, it would break. It would flip the switch. I had, I had that, I had that problem in an old apartment and I finally bitched to the landlord and they got the socket rewired. I, I, I didn't bother cause my, my landlord was useless, but I like, I would have to like then sprint down three flights of stairs to go flip the switch and then run back upstairs. Yeah. That's a huge pain in the ass. Uh-huh. I had to do the same thing. 
And my landlord's the same one that when I went, hey, there's a hole in one of the the plastic built-in shelves in my shower. And he was, well, where is it? And I was like, the one with the hole, like send someone over. Like, he was like, (laughs) well, I have to tell him which side. No, you don't. Tell him there's a hole in the fucking shower. (laughs) It's the one with the The hole. The one with the hole in it. (laughs) Also, like the person's going to talk to you when they get there. No, I don't think they were. They weren't going to be there. I wasn't going to be there. But like, oh, okay. there's one shower in this apartment. It's the one with the hole. The, the yeah. one with the hole. Yeah. Uh, so it's Christmas morning uh, or Christmas Eve. Uh, you know, they send the kids to bed. There's this great line where the parents like kind of listen for the kids' footsteps, and then dad's like, "All right, let's get them." As in, like, let's grab the gifts so we can go to bed. Yeah. More of that, like the parents. You know, their their thing is a little different than the kids. Um, Christmas morning, Randy. Uh, ends up falling asleep and is stealing <laughs> presents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have to clip that video up... of me pulling something out of your pile and mom and dad going, hey, is that yours? And then me freezing and throwing it over <laughs> my shoulder back over to you. Um, also really like that Randy ends up falling asleep in the pile of presents next to a giant Frankenstein I've never noticed head. the Frankenstein mask until this viewing. It's it's pretty awesome. It must be one of those Don Post masks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, they're all kind of sitting on the couch. Mom and dad are having a glass of wine. I can't tell what time it is. I'm assuming it's like eight fifty five. Yeah. It's 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 got to be that because that's what happens with 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 little kids. They wake up so early. Yeah. But like it's it yeah. feels like three p.m. But it's only yeah. nine a.m. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is supposed to be 3 p.m. because the turkey is like coming out of the oven and is almost done. Maybe. Like, maybe like, it's not quite time to watch The Family Man in the Lano house. Yeah. <laughs> which was like a 9 p.m. Christmas Day situation. Sure, sure. I don't. Also, a, that's a decent holiday movie. Yeah, it's all right. You don't like that I'm movie? Not, I'm, not wild about, I'm not wild about that movie. Is it just because it's a retread of Wonderful Life? I mean, it's not a reach. It's not that. It's like the, there's like a weird conservative thing in some of those movies where it's like Nick Cage seems to be have like a perfectly happy life as a rich individual single man and then it's like oh no you would actually only be happy if you had a wife and kids and lived in the suburbs but wasn't he an asshole first yeah but like plenty of assholes are happy yeah but being an (laughs) asshole is not a good person I, I didn't say he was a good person. I just think, like, he was fine. Like, he was not unhappy in his life. And it's like, no, actually, the only way to be happy in life is to live in the suburbs and have a wife and two children. I find a little bit a little bit tedious. I mean, yeah. Whatever. I'm a Grinch. What do you it's want? It's heteronormative, me? but sure. It's conservative. There are plenty of hetero people who don't have children. It's very conservative. It's like the weird... I watched uh, American Pie with my wife, who thought she had seen it but hadn't. And then I watched a couple of those sequels because I'm a glutton for punishment. Gross. Those movies are like super conservative. Like two of them marry their high school sweethearts and one of them marries the girl he went to college with. Like these movies are like raunchy sex comedies that have this weird conservatism streak stuck in there of like, no, I fell in love when I was 17 and I've been with that girl, which is fine. I'm not judging anyone who's people. That. Yeah. But it's just like very funny. These like raunchy sex comedies are actually about how like you should have found your partner when you were 17 or 18. Anyway. Uh, dad has the secret gift, which is a really nice, a real here. breach of relationship mom. trust for, for mom and dad. Mom is very upset. Yeah. This is a, this is a big, no-no. also dad, he's like, you saw eh, what happened one. when mom didn't like the lamp. So yeah, that's fair. This red writer BB guns getting snapped in half tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Although Ralphie says this is his favorite present ever, and he doesn't seem like that happens. So, yeah. uh, also Ralphie, in addition to being a snitch and an asshole, is very dumb because he gets a metal sign and tapes this piece of paper to it. But that's also it's like, the forties. Hey, like, what do they give it? Tell babies to smoke cigarettes, and who knows anything about safety? I just. If I had spent a whole movie having people tell me that I was going to shoot my eye out, I would be very careful not to shoot my eye out on the first shot that I took. Also, like, you'll shoot your eye out is an iconic line from this movie, but, like, nobody talks about the fact that it's right. Like, the moral of the movie is it is a dangerous toy that injures you. Yes. No one talks about that. Yeah, well, like, the moral of the thing is, like, oh, gee, wasn't life better when things were simple and we let kids do this? That's sort of what this right. movie Drink is. from the hose. That's what y'all love to talk about you did back in the day. We drank from the yeah. hose and didn't tell our parents yeah. where we were. Like, that's great that you didn't die in a sewer. I'm so glad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's much the same as the dipshit people who are like, I was beaten as a kid and I'm fine. It's are like, you? well, are you? <laughs> I'm not sure, sure I Sure you're in that. finance, but are you in therapy? Yeah. Uh, Ralphie hits this metal sign with a BB, bounces back, hits him in the face, uh, breaks. He Then he, he does a classic move in movies, but I feel like anyone I know who was in this situation who wore glasses is like, do not move. Yeah. You sweep with the hands. I mean, if your glasses, if your eyes are that bad, you can't possibly see the shape of glasses. Yes. But I think yeah. it's because it's snowing that he's not on his like he's not in full snowsuit. Right. So, th- but it's still it's it, it, like at this this is the point in which you yell out, "I can't find my glasses." You know. Yeah, exactly. And and you haven't had the BB gun mishap, but of course he busts his glasses. I'm very confused by. I know it's just an actor doing some business, but the mom is like seemingly trussing this turkey, like tying it up with string after it's mostly she cooked. Says it's got an hour left. And I was like, that bird looks dumb yeah. to me. I'm not a. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a well, cook. This is a classic. Uh, I bet. They're following the FDA recommendations of the time, which were like, you should take that turkey to 180 degrees. And now they're like 160. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big difference. You should char this that turkey. This is why turkey. everybody thinks, this is why everybody thinks turkey sucks. Everybody eats overcooked turkey. Almost everybody overcooks their turkey. I mean, but also like on Thanksgiving, this, like they're stuffing. I like turkey though. As I was saying, I people I mean, are like, it's I don't not my like favorite, turkey. but at, like turkey gets made like turkey breast when a turkey gets made other times of the year. Stuffing doesn't yeah. get made other times of the year. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, also, I couldn't figure out why the turkey was done at 11 a.m. <laughs> also very weird. But then they went to uh, dinner. At like yeah. a, and it looked like dinner time. So maybe it was. I think I think the 3 p.m. theory is is correct here. Um, also, it's a stupid lie he comes up with, but such a little kid lie yes. that a, an icicle fell off the garage. Which like which is plausible. Like it's very plausible. Fell off the garage and hit you in the face and broke your glasses. Like what is this? I mean, Tex Avery cartoon. Icicles, icicles can be pretty wicked. Really? Yeah, man. You remember they would get like huge off of the side of our house and we would like throw things at them and knock them off. They'd be like two feet long. Like, that's heavy. Yes, but I didn't see any of those. I didn't see any two footers in this movie. Well, I didn't see any icicles in this movie. It's, I mean, I mean there's that. Very that. There, and it's funny because Bob Clark is very familiar with what you can do with an icicle. It's not an icicle. It's a, it's a, 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 a unicorn figurine. I thought they kill a girl with an icicle in the eye in the original Black Christmas. I, I'm pretty sure it's the unicorn figurine in the eye, but maybe I'm wrong. Mm. I feel like I remember it being an icicle. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm I mean, wrong. it's, I haven't watched a it unicorn long. horn made of glasses. It looks like an icicle. So maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. 
anyway, uh, these these neighbors with the I also, dogs. I, by I the don't way, like that Ralphie breaks the fourth wall here. It's the oh, only the time he does it. Wink. Yeah, agreed. It is weird. Don't do Ferris Bueller I, in the last five minutes of your movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing, though, the the neighbors' dogs, like these are the biggest but asshole also, people. These are probably house? right. Well, they just seem to always be able to do so. Well, before they were following but, Dad in. Are you looking up Black Christmas Icicle? I am. Yeah, I am. Black Christmas 2019 says Icicle Murder. Black Christmas 2006 says Icicle. So maybe I'm thinking of one of the remakes. Probably. Because the 2016 one was the one that, like, was very... Or 2019 was, like, aggressively about, like, toxic masculinity on college campuses. Yes. Yes. 100%. Like, literal toxic masculinity. They were poisoning themselves. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. I honestly... The the 2006 one is yucky, but I think I would probably remember it. 2006 one has skin cookies. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's yucky. It's really yucky. Because everything was mean like and glossy could, from 2004, 2003 to 2008. Yeah. But, you know, it's possible that a triple bill of all three movies would be kind of a fun thing to do. Mm. Just 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 thinking out loud, that's all. Anyway, um, I give up. No icicles in 1974's Black Christmas. Or 76? 74? 74. It's 74. Keep, keep going, and I'm going to look at this listicle of the worst icicle deaths in films. There's a, oh, you know what I might be thinking of? There's a wicked icicle to the eye in Die Hard 2, which I oh, just really? watched. So it's possible that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, John McClane kills a guy with an icicle to the Isn't eye. Die Hard so, 2 anyway. the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Or is that the third one? No, that's three. Got it. Two is the one with the plane Holly Camp land at Dulles. It's, it's not very good. Uh, anyway, um, I never noticed this before. They, they, the dad's like, well, we're going out for dinner. Very pragmatic the for the dad. Like the dad who's, yes, who's shown yes. to be like explosively angry all the time is yes. like, well, going out to dinner. Come on. No, don't clean it up. Yeah. Just leave. The place is called Bo Lings, B-O space L-I-N-G. But the sign says bowling. And I can't tell if that was like someone being clever and repurposing the existing AMF bowling sign, or if they asked for a bowling sign and they were like, sure, sure, sure. And then they got there and it was a neon sign that said bowling. So they just don't light the W. Maybe. Uh, We get the, we get some really, uh, you know, not age well jokes laughing at the accents of the people. Don't love the joke that Asian people can't say the letter L. Not, not lovely. Or R, not particularly funny uh, in this day and age, but, Cracking up the people in 1940, of course. Uh, and then we get an absolutely gorgeous peeking duck here. It looks table. beautiful. Gorgeous. Chop the head off. I've never yeah. had like a whole duck. Bo- I mean, I, I don't get crazy at Ch- Chinese American restaurants, but I never had that. I've, I've ordered a half. A whole is like a lot of food, and I usually want to try other things. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but this feels like an upgrade over the turkey. Also, honestly. shocked I that like the restaurant duck. is empty. Are I there like no turkey. Jewish people in Chicago? No, it's 1940. They're not in Chicago. You keep saying Chicago. He's reading the Chicago Times. Yeah, but they're not in Chicago. They're in like the deep burbs. Uh, well, I mean, they're close enough to Chicago that they're reading the Chicago Times. <laughs> their, their, their street is Cleveland Street. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I think the duck is an upgrade over the turkey. Yeah. And then we get a really nice moment with mom and dad as the kids are like going to sleep. They just like s- kind of sit together, catch their breath and watch the snow fall. It's very sweet. By the Christmas tree light. Yeah. This is like a every five year watch for me, I feel like is probably yeah. not the schedule I want to be on. That seems more fair. or less. It's a light recommend. Uh, I think there's like way worse Christmas movies. There's obviously way better ones as well, but I, there's a lot to, to enjoy about this. And I like, as I said at the top, this like sort of warts and all Christmas thing, I think is kind of sweet. Um, 
So I, I, I appreciate that. I, I think it's kind of like nice that it's not too saccharine and also not too sad bastardy, which it's I feel like, like happens most of the time. Yeah. It's 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 obviously saccharine in a sense, but there it's not yeah, you know, cotton candy. Right, right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Merry Christmas. It came out on the Merry day Christmas. of and for uh uh those who don't celebrate, we're way late for a happy Hanukkah, but happy Hanukkah, happy holidays to whatever you celebrate and happy new year. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks in January with... We're going to be spending January revisiting some franchises we've spent time with before, starting with Amityville 1992. It's about time. But uh, anyway, check us out on Facebook. Uh, visit us on Twitter at Dissect the 80s. Say hello to us there. Always appreciative of those. Uh, review the show if you haven't, uh, wherever you do that. Uh, we, we read those on the air. If it's not on uh, Apple Podcasts, you should uh, send a screenshot to dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. And most importantly, go over to patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s and check out some of the cool bonus episodes we've had. We had uh, Halloween on Halloween. We had a cool Nickelodeon extravaganza that is also dropping today for those listeners. Uh, so check that out there. And yeah, uh, see all the cool stuff you can get. And uh, we will see you in 2024. Thanks for what? Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I've been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next year. Pod bless us, everyone. <laughs>